You know what? You say it's crazy. It can never happen. It absolutely could happen. The government admits it can happen. The government admits that their infrastructure is not capable of withstanding an EMP attack from China, from Russia. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to be talking about those crazy preppers. Well, no, they're they- all... They're all crazy. They're all dude. crazy. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. Walmart will always be open. And you'll always be able to get your beef ravioli. Well, out of all the preppers in America, I think they said there's a couple million. Only like six are really ready, ready. Everyone else. <laughs> ready, ready. Everyone else is just LARPing. Look, we've been talking about our prepper episode for a while. I feel like we've probably talked it up a little too much. Okay, right? fair. But that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about prepping. We're going to talk about getting ready for whatever may come. Now, what's funny about that is Jim is leaning on the, you know, you may have to go a week without power. Well, hold on. Don't be shitting on on my talk. And I'm going zombie apocalypse. All right. So there's two different, there there (laughs) is, there is two different prepper scenarios, right? There is zombie apocalypse. There is the apocalyptic world's on fire. Fucking holy hell. Shit ain't coming back. Little house on the prairie. Rest of your life. Right. Shit ain't coming back. I mean, this is it. The world is different from today on. Thunderdome, bro. Yep. Right. Only the strong will survive. Yep. Now, I don't believe that is a likely scenario. Is it a possible scenario? Yeah. And we'll talk about that. I don't believe that's a likely scenario. Now, here's the problem with that. Right. I know there's a whole lot of people that are saying, hey, man, world ends tomorrow. I'm going to be all right. Me and the old lady, we we got we got land and I got a pond. And let me tell you something. You're going to be dead within a year. Ninety percent of the population is what they say in a true shit hits the fan scenario. Right. True apocalyptic shit ain't coming Mm -hmm. back on. The world is forever changed. Ninety percent of the American population dead in a year. So that means 10 percent lives. Mm-hmm. So if you say 333 million, that's 33 million people will live. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. I, yeah, you, I don't know. you think it's over-exaggerated? <laughs> no, no, I don't think that is. Your great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, great-great-great-grandfather had skills that you don't have. Or had ever had to use. We are soft. We are soft. Mm. And when the world ends and water shuts off and Walmart isn't selling shit, when the world ends, you're fucked. That's it. That is <laughs> yep. it. You are fucked. Yep. Your friends ain't even your friends no more. No, but. no man. It is everybody. It's every man out for himself. Yeah. Those 33 million are the strong, right? When 90% of the population dies, those 33 million that survive are the strong that will survive. That comes out to be about 660,000 per state. Yeah. And hey, listen. I still have trouble wrapping my mind around. Now, it's romantic to think about the zombie apocalypse, right? The walking dead. We're going to live in a camper, man. We're just going to, you know, we're going to we're going to make camp. We're going to shoot these zombies. We're going to, you know, I get it. That's romantic, but that's probably not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. And we'll get into that with you. We'll okay. let you we'll let you talk about that. But I think what's more likely and what I think everybody needs to prepare for is the short term disruptions, right? Solar flare, solar, solar flare. You know, how many times do I get notifications? There's going to be some big solar flare and then nothing happens right now. Granted, maybe something could happen. I don't understand the science behind that. Maybe, you know what, if a solar flare truly takes out the power grid and the satellites and you're talking about long-term, you're talking about end of the world shit, right? I mean, you are, you're talking about a world without power. 
Now think about that. No, I've been thinking about it. You're the one that's poo-pooing on it. Oh, no. I think about it. I read a lot of books about it. Well, let's talk about that for a second. You're driving down the road. You're coming home from work, yep. right? You're thinking about, man, I got to get the girls to volleyball. I got to take my son to soccer, mm-hmm. right? Wife's calling you. She's like, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you stop at the store and pick up some heavy whipping cream? I'm making a, I'm making a whatever for dinner tonight. Yeah, okay, I'll stop. So you stop at the store, you pick up the heavy whipping cream. You're like, you know what? This is going to be a night. I'm going to get a six pack. You grab a six pack, back in your car, you're driving home. All of a sudden, car stops. And you're like, God damn it. Altern- now, alternator. Yeah, this is what I need, right? This is what I need First right here. First my radio went out, then my car went out. That's got to be an alternator. God, this is what I need. I Like I have $800 laying around to fix my car. But you look around, all the cars are stopped. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, Jesus, you know what? I got roadside. I'm going to call my insurance company. I'm going to get roadside out here and have them tow me. You look at your cell phone, cell phone's not working. And you're like, well, God damn, I know it was charged. So you hit the power button, nothing. Mm. So you plug it in, plug it in for a couple minutes. It'll come back on, doesn't come back on. So now you get out of your car and you're standing there, everybody else out of their cars. People are looking around and like, what the hell's going on? And you don't have any idea. Oh, because you got no communication. Well, you have no idea because you haven't prepared. You haven't even entertained the idea, right? But either a solar flare or China or Russia launching a nuclear weapon over, over the United States, an EMP which is an electromagnetic pulse, mm-hmm. which will absolutely decimate. And that that's true. This isn't conspiracy theory. That will decimate our electrical grid. It'll fry everything electrical. Nothing will work unless it's in a Faraday box. Nothing will work. Phones won't work. Your digital watch, your Apple watch isn't working anymore. Car's not working. No Nothing's more, working. No more podcast. No more, <laughs> no more podcast. We're doing smoke signals. We're like... <laughs> Welcome to Pod Bless America. Nothing works. You're 15 minutes from home. Hour and a half of you have to walk. So now you walk home. Yep. Right? Everybody's walking home. No big deal. Everybody's cool. You get home and she's like, where is my whipping cream? (laughs) She's like, the power has been off for an hour and a half. Where is my whipping cream? And you're like, "I, I left it in the car. Do you want me to walk back and get it? It's an hour and a half away. She's like, yes. And you're like, listen. <laughs> so you get home. Mm-hmm. Nothing's working. Power's completely out. TV don't work. Hey, no worries, man. Power always comes on in like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Okay. Light a couple candles. You give the kids some cookie crunch, right? They're eating cookie crunch for dinner. You're sitting around the candlelight. You're talking about how, oh, this is how they used to do it in the olden days. Put the kids to bed, right? You go to bed, you tell the wife, look, no worries. Everything will be on tomorrow. We'll be good. I got to get my car. Car's down on the highway. It's all fucked up. Wake up in the morning. No power. Now you're starting to get a little worried, right? But eh, it happens. Who knows what happened? So you give your kids more cookie crunch. Box is empty now. Milk is starting to get warm. Milk's starting to get warm, right? Because you got no power, but you got a generator, do. You got a generator. Sure. Everybody buys a little generator. Enough to run the 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 electric for the the refrigerator. The appliances. You're yep. keeping your shit. You're keeping your shit cold. Mm-hmm. Kids eat the cookie crunch. Are they supposed to go to school? I don't know. Let's get them ready. Go out there, you stand in the driveway. Bus never comes. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna go back inside. Maybe they they just canceled because there's no power. Yeah, right? but we don't haven't heard anything from anybody. No, I haven't heard anything. Neighbors, Fuck, neighbors are talking. It's weird. No cell phones. 
give them lunch, finish off the cookie crisp. Got to eat that lunch meat in the fridge for it spoils. Well, so we're eating the lunch meat. We're eating cookie crisp. Still got a whole box of fruity pebbles. Plenty of time. Half half a jug of milk left. Right. I got the generator has been running for 12 hours. It's already (laughs) wasted five gallons. Exactly. Of the eight gallons I had because I mowed the lawn a couple of times and didn't fill that back up. Son of a bitch. That's on me. That's my bad, honey. (laughs) That night, power's still not on. We got the candle, though. Candle's still going. Luckily, it's July. I mean, if it was December, it'd be freezing. Yeah. Luckily, it's July. But you know what? Everybody's hot. Everybody's hot, man. Whew. Wish we had air conditioning. Power come back on tomorrow. No worries. Everybody eats fruity pebbles. They go to bed. Wake up tomorrow. No power. Now you're getting concerned, right? Now, now you're like, now you're like, hold on. You talk to your neighbors. Hey, have you heard anything? Nah, man. Radios aren't working. Cell phones not working. Social media non-existent. Four days, five days. Yeah. Now you're out of food. Fruity pebbles is gone. You got no more soup. You can eat raw, cold. Right? Right. Generator's been down for two days. Out of fuel. Everything in the refrigerator is bad. So you say, you know, I'm going to walk down there. I'm going to walk down to Convenient. I'm going to walk down to Walmart. I'm going to grab something. You get down there, and it's fucking chaos. Chaos. People are fucking shooting each other. People are fucking beating each other to death. Let's talk about all these scumbags that that live off the credit card and 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 the watch and don't have... Don't have money. Cash reserves. Don't have money because cash is still king right now. Not even coins. People don't realize what's going on, right? If you can walk into your convenience store, you might be able to get some crackers and some cookies and some other dry goods. If you have cash. You can make a cash deal. Yeah. If you've got cash, you know what though? Price is up. (laughs) These cookies used to be a buck 50. Mm -hmm. 30 bucks now. Yep. Want these cookies? $30. There's only one. Last ones. Yeah. Last ones, man. You want them? Mm, Supply and demand. You know what? My kids are hungry. Here's 30 bucks. Right, you leave with a pack of cookies, can of soup, maybe some crackers, a loaf of bread, two hundred bucks, and then some people you've never seen before in your life are looking at you like, "Hey, where'd you get them cookies?" Hey, we're hungry too, bro. Soup. We're hungry too. (laughs) You managed to get home. Tell your kids, "Hey, look, we can't eat it like we used to eat it. We got to make this last." Week later, food's gone. Now what? Right, you got nothing. You got nothing. You go to your neighbor's house. You ask them if they got anything. Same boat. Hey, man. Sorry. Wish I could help you. Got nothing. Other neighbors left town. Nothing. They left town in their 1976, you know, Ford Bronco. (laughs) The one thing that's still running because it wasn't computerized. (laughs) They got nothing. Yep. You know what? You say it's crazy. It can never happen. It absolutely could happen. The government admits it could happen. The government admits that their infrastructure is not capable of withstanding an EMP attack from China, from Russia. And the funny part is when it does happen to them, I mean, it's not the funny part, but ironically, when it happens to them, they're just going to center up and go to their backup plan. Fuck you. We'll get to you guys. Who, the government? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. That bunker, <laughs> that bunker is well supplied. And it'll take out room for you. Yeah, yeah. No, your government ain't there for you, pal. If you don't think an EMP could happen... It absolutely could happen. All it takes for a for a rogue nation to launch an EMP attack on the United States, and you'll have to look it up, Dan. I don't know what, what, what the altitude is. They don't have to strike a city with a nuke. All they have to do is detonate a nuke 
over the country mm-hmm. at so many miles high and it fries the entire electrical system. Now, even if it doesn't, let's just say they get it over the West Coast, which is what Korea would have to do. Get it over the West Coast, fry everything. And you understand electricity Mm -hmm. and transmission. Once California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, Montana, once all that, the West Coast goes out. Cascade effect. Cascade effect. The entire country's dark. Except for Texas. Except for Texas, because Texas has their own shit going on, right? Mm -hmm. Well, depending on where it blows, though, could blow Texas too. But. True. That absolutely could happen. And Mm -hmm. we know it could happen. And the government now has done nothing to fortify, at least that we know of. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. And they're like, look, nobody needs to know what we're doing but us, which is fair and which I would hope they would do. Nobody needs to know what precautions we're taking. But if they are not taking precautions, this could absolutely happen. So then your little power outage and that food you have in your pantry, those couple boxes of crackers, a little bit of soup, maybe some boxes of cereal, you got some pasta. That's all you have to live on now. Well, even the people that do have a, a good freezer full. You got the deer hunters that every year put a couple deer in the freezer. You got the people that split a cow with their, with their, with their siblings. Someone that splits a pig with their siblings. You got that in the deep freezer. Deep freezer is packed and steady, right? So you got that thing, and then all of a sudden the power goes out. Hopefully you get home in time to get your generator fired up and get that thing plugged in, but for how long? Then you got to start realizing you have hundreds of pounds of meat in your freezer and you're on borrowed time. So what do you got to do? You either got to start smoking it, start salting it. Like you need to be started eating it. Start. Well, yeah, but you got to plan for the long haul. Now you better start cutting into the strips but and making ya? it jerky. Do you? Because most people aren't going to realize long haul in time. Maybe they should. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Right? So, now that's worst case, and I, I'm still having trouble with worst case. It could happen, but I think what's more likely to happen: hurricanes, tornadoes. 2005 ish was it? I think uh, when the power went out from Ohio through New York. Yeah, um, and that was out for how long? Do you remember? No, not, not it was a while. Now. It came back on in stages, so maybe it, maybe five days. It was a while week? for some people. Yeah, I mean, it was up to a week for some people. Mm-hmm. You have, again, a localized event. A few years ago, um, do you remember when Columbia Gas had that problem with pressurization? It's going to happen again this winter, people. Well, well, it was the coldest winter on record. Mm -hmm. People were starting to try to heat their houses. Polar vortex. Up to where where they're comfortable with, Mm -hmm. and the lines couldn't handle it. Nope. Right? So the lines became depressurized. Nobody had gas. Now, it was localized. It was localized here. Yeah. And it was localized at my house. I came home from work and I was like, God damn, it's cold in here. Why don't you turn the heat on? And she's like, the heat is on. And I look and the heat is showing 72, but it's only like 64 in my house. And I'm like, man, something's going on. So where do I go? Facebook. Mm -hmm. Get on there. And the community pages show people in my neighborhood are like, why isn't my heat working? Yep. People with electric heat, they were like, well, I don't know. My heat's working just fine. Everybody with gas heat was like, I don't have any heat. Turns out Columbia gas, absolute failure of their lines. When my heat goes out now, and I am, and we'll talk about this. I am a prepper. I have prepped 
I'm not a crazy prepper. I don't have a bunker, but I've prepped. But you realize what you're lacking once the emergency hits, right? Emergency hits. I say, all right, our pipes are going to freeze. It is absolutely the coldest winter on record. I go to Walmart to pick up some space heaters. Okay. And we are probably total six hours into this thing. I mean, not long, six hours. I go to Walmart. I, I go to get some space heaters. One I can keep. I figure one space heater can heat one room. All the girls can sleep in there. One space heater for our room. We can sleep in there. And then I get a couple space heaters for the pipes. Make sure the pipes aren't going to freeze. Yep. Go to Walmart. They still got a pretty good selection. So I pick up three, four, five space heaters. I don't remember what I picked up. I threw them all in the cart. And there's a guy there. And this guy goes, hey, what about the rest of us, man? And I looked at him and I'm like, listen, you're raising your eyebrows. This is 100% true. I am not going to embellish any of this story. He goes, what about the rest of us, man? And I said, bro, I said, these are for sale. You could have got here. I said, I'm buying these. Yeah. I walk up, I take them, I go to the register. He follows me, still yelling. At work, I would take my debit card with me to work so I could pay for lunch, whatever. I'm at the register. She rings them up. Boom. I don't have my debit card. It's in my wall or it's in my uniform at home, which is literally three minutes away. Yep. It's across the street. So I said, my God, I said, I forgot my debit card. I said, I swear to God, I'm going to be right back. I will come right back with my debit card because electric's still working. It's just gas. It's out. I said, I'll be right back with my debit card. Just give me a second. She goes, no problem, honey. She goes, I'll put it back here. I said, thank you. The guy's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> he goes, these are still for sale. He can't buy them. I want them. She looks at me. She goes, just go. Just come back. Get back quick. I said, okay. Go out, get my car. I go home. I get my debit card. And I get pistol. my debit card and I grab my gun. <laughs> I take my gun. I change my rounds out. I put a little high power rounds in there mm. and load up my magazines, load up my gun. And my wife says, what are you doing? And I said, people are losing their fucking minds. You know, I'm just whatever. And usually I carry gun everywhere I go. It was just quick. I was just running up there. Whatever. I trust me. I, you see, mm-hmm. I mean, I take a gun everywhere I go. Yeah. Throw the gun on. I go back up there. That guy's still there, still yelling at the cashier and I pay for my stuff. I walk out and he walks out and he's still yelling at me. He's like, man, he goes, my family's cold too. That's what he says. I'm loading my shit up. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Listen, I bought these. These are mine. Go back in there. There's still some, there were some higher priced ones still available. I took the smaller ones, you know. I said, I'm sorry, man. Well, he got shitty with me. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but he got shitty. And I actually pulled my coat back and showed my gun. Did and you I say, said, I'm your huckleberry? No. Uh, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> Damn it. That was your, that was your opportunity. <laughs> the, the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. You're like, I'm in my prime. I am in my prime. And he was like, you look it. <laughs> So, uh, I did, I pulled my coat back and I said, man, I'm leaving. Right. And that was it. He just stood there. He didn't say anything else. I got my truck left, went back with my things. That is how fast society will fall apart. Yeah. Six hours of a localized shortage. 
He could have driven to Cleveland or North Olmstead or wherever the, the, the outage wasn't. And the time he spent bitching at you. Right. And got whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. But this outage affected him. And he was where he thought he needed to be to get something. And I was taking that something, right? Six hours and society started breaking down. Now, didn't break down to the point that I, you know, I had to shoot somebody or that, you know, I mean, it, it was absolute mayhem there. Right. But society and the rules of society had already broken down six hours. And I will never forget that. I will never forget that until the day that I die. How fast How it went. How fast it happened, right? So I am of the mindset that everybody needs to be prepared. Now, you may not need to prepare for the zombie apocalypse, but everybody needs to be prepared. The grid is weak. You know that. Not only is the grid weak, but there is going to be a strain on the gas line. If we hit another vortex, I think, I think from the time you're talking about to right now, the grid is 30% more gas than it was, could be even closer to 40% more gas than it was. So you have that. Now, they always say they're going to curtail those big gas guzzlers and go for the homes, but they're going to have to, they're going to have a reckoning here because they're going to have to make a decision. If they start curtailing the power plants too much, then the loss of that is power, right? You got you got to give and take a bunch right there. So yeah, are people going to have to, you know, all come together and, and put their thermostat down to 59 and be cold to do the right thing. Yeah. Are people going to do it? Nope. No, not at all. You can tell people, look, we need you to set at 64. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people are going to be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go for the greater good. I'm going to set. It. And I'll tell you what, honestly, the way I think, like when we did 10 days to flatten the curve, we followed the rules for those 10 days, man. My girls, did not understand why we had to do it. But I said, this is our duty. We have to follow the rules for these 10 days. I would do it. They tell me, you got to set your thermostat at 64. I'm at 64. But there's a lot of motherfuckers out there. They're going to be like, bro, that ain't comfortable. Can't do I'm it. setting mine at 74. Because that, I mean, that's, it's normally at 76, but I'll, I'll give you a two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So it, it's never going to happen. You cannot count on your fellow, fellow man to do what's right. All right. Hurricanes, snowstorms, tornadoes, whatever. Now, that's not widespread, but that's going to affect your family. Mm -hmm. And if you're prepared, if you're prepared enough to handle whatever comes your way, you don't have to put yourself in a position where you got to put a gun on to go out and get some heaters. Right. You can just stay home with your family. You can be like, look, ride it out. Let those motherfuckers fight each other at Walmart. We're eating beef stroganoff tonight, right? So that's what I'm going to talk about. I know you're going to keep going back to the zombie apocalypse because you love it, right? You love it. Here is the thing. I see everybody talking about, you know what I need for for the apocalypse? Guns and ammo. All of them. More more than you. (laughs) As long as I have guns and ammo, I got food. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. You get all the guns and ammo you want. You think you're coming to my house to take my food? I got guns and ammo plus food. You're going to have a fucking fight on your hands, bro. And an empty belly. And (laughs) if I end up smoking you in my front yard, I'm going to drag you in and make you my food. I don't give a fuck right Mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. So all these people that are saying, hey, 
I got, I got guns and ammo. That's all I need. I got guns and ammo. Bullshit. You know what you need guns and ammo for? To hunt. Maybe to protect your family a little mm-hmm. bit. But instead of having 5,000 rounds of ammunition, you know what you need? Water purification. At least a life straw, right? Maybe some rice. <laughs> That's all you need. You don't need 5,000 rounds of ammunition. That ain't going to get you anywhere. Everybody everybody thinks about, oh, I need, I need guns and ammo for the apocalypse. That's you being you. That's you being selfish. If you are seriously going to survive a long-term event, you need to survive with other people. You need to survive in a community right? And killing people in your community does not allow you to survive. You need people to know how to grow shit. You need people to know how to fix shit. Yeah. People that are bringing stuff to the table. Correct. People that know how to hunt. Huh? Sounds like a community to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need people that can protect the community, but you're also going to need people that can grow shit. You're going to need people that can fix shit. You're going to need people that know how to purify water. People that have all the books, people that have the books. And we're going to talk about books, man. We're going to talk about books because that's an important thing, man. So when you go ahead, well, let's take it back to when the, when the pioneers were trying to head out West, they had a group of people, they had the scouts, they had people that knew how, how to talk to the Indians as they were going through. But Remember these people had generations of people who were teaching them how to do this stuff. Yeah. But they only had one chuck wagon. <laughs> they only had one guy who was in charge of of taking care of the meat when the when the hunters or, or the scouts came back with the food. But that guy had generations of people telling him how to do this. Yeah. We don't. Right. But we will. Uh, will we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, eventually. Yeah. The 600,000 people that are left. <laughs> exactly. Per state. Exactly. Yeah. There's going to be some good ones. And, you know, I, I got a lot of uh, friends that, that um, you know, put a lot of thought into this and understand what needs to happen. SB. Yeah. You think SB could survive? Mm-hmm. I, man, maybe. You know, I don't know him enough. Maybe. But here's what you got to think about. I'm a hunter. I'm going to bring food home for my family. All right? Whatever county you're in right now, when you say, I'm going to bring food home for my family, and there's 400,000 people in your county, 400,000 people are going to be out there hunting deer. Yeah, but they but they don't know how to hunt. It doesn't matter. And those deer are going to know. I yeah. mean, they got to know something about hunting. Listen. When they when they listen, know, when they listen, know there are people are in the woods. Listen. I'm not saying er, I'm not saying everybody's going to get a deer, but what I am saying is those deer are going to be fucking extinct in your county quick. Sure. Yeah, the, quick. the, the numbers are going to go down. Quick. For sure. But now, I mean, we put a hurting on the deer population every year. Hundreds of thousands of deer in Ohio. Yeah, but people and aren't, people, people are, 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 are hunting deer to eat, but they're not hunting deer because they have to eat. Right. They can go to Walmart and get a steak. They don't need deer to survive. When you got people that have to survive, you will find motherfuckers out there beating deer to death with rocks. <laughs> right? These guys are going to be beating death to deer with rocks, and they are going to be just carving out chunks of deer meat with sharp sticks. They don't give a shit. I'm telling you, that's real life, man. Let's talk about real quick what you can do. All right? Here's how I started prepping. And I'm not going to talk about everything I have. Sure. Right? Are you prepared? Not as prepared as I should be ever. I okay. Think I'm ever. Well, I don't think anybody is as prepared right. as they should be. Right. So let's talk about how I started. Right. 
some of these books I was reading, some of these things I was reading about these EMPs, it, it really freaked me out. And it wasn't just the EMPs, but it was like anything that could happen. And this thing with Columbia Gas, that fucking solidified it for me, bro. I was like, I will never be unprepared like this again. So here's how I started. I am not one of those crazy preppers that has a bunker. I'm not one of those crazy preppers that says, hey, look, man, my family can live for five years. We could stay in this bunker for five years. We don't need nobody. But if you had bunker money, would you have a bunker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Yeah, it'd be so <laughs> sweet, dude. Okay, carry on. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I, are you drinking any more of this? No. I'm just drinking out of the bottle then. Um, so, <laughs> so the way I started, I don't have a lot of money and you don't need a lot of money to prepare. All right. You don't know what's going to happen. If you're in Florida, hurricanes could happen. If you're in Ohio, snowstorms could happen. You remember 77, man. I mean, you could be snowed in your house for three, four, five days. You don't want to be stuck with half a box of Fruity Pebbles and that's all you got to eat. Right? Tornadoes come through here. I mean, who knows what? EMP, God forbid. You got to start preparing. And the way I started it, I got an ad from Four Patriots. And it was for buy one, get one free, 72-hour uh 72 hour kit. Okay. So it's one person, three days of food. All right. And I've got one here and we're actually going to give it away. Uh, one 72 hour kit. We'll tell you how we're give, giving it away on our Facebook page. Okay. Um, after this episode drops. Um, so it's emergency food storage up to 25 year shelf life. So 25 years, this will last. And you know what? This is stuff that if you buy it and you don't need it, Good. But if you buy it and you need it, you got 25 years to use it, right? If some bullshit happens Mm -hmm. in the next 25 years, you're set. So my very first thing I ever bought was one 72-hour kit, get one free. Got two 72-hour kits. So two people in my family can now eat for three days, all right? And what this is, it's an average of 2,000 calories per day for one person. And I haven't opened this one. Um... But typically what's in these things, there is maybe oatmeal that needs to be reconstituted with water. Mm-hmm. There is beef stroganoff. There is, it's all freeze dried. Yeah. Um, it's all it's, astronaut food. It's all something. It's all that, MRE. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I've had it before and maybe we go live one day and we'll try it. I will. Um, macaroni and cheese is great. I've had it. There is a, an entree. There's a dessert. There's maybe sometimes there's a drink in there. 72 hours. Worth of food. So three days. So you got a family of four. You get four of these. You've got three full days of food for your entire family. And in my mind, I'm saying we have three days of food because we need to get on a trek and get the fuck out of here and get to the, get to the spot. Correct. Well, what's a spot? Because I mean, most people don't have a spot. Right, right. Well, I'm just saying. If most you have people a spot, don't have a spot, right? But you could really, you could take that into four or five days of food. Because you're talking about 2,000 calories, 2,000 calories of a normally active person. If you're just sitting around the house, you can get away with 1,000 calories. You yeah. can get away with 1,500 calories, whatever. And if you have a good supply of that, I think your body will regulate itself to run on that. And that's like the new normal. Oh, you're going to lose weight. The new normal for it. You're going to lose weight, but you're going to be alive. 
you're going to get back to your original weight that you should have been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> before all the fucking bullshit, before, before all, all the, the high, high fructose, <laughs> high fructose corn syrup. Exactly. These simple sugars that we're eating now. That's the thing too. I mean, we were talking about it just a little bit in the prep before this and, uh, your body is going to have to get used to not having those fast sugars. Look, you're addicted to sugar. Everybody who's listening to this now is addicted to sugar. I'm sure. You're addicted to high fructose corn syrup. Your A1C is shit. Absolutely. You are addicted to it. And when that ceases to exist because supply chain issues, because the dollar tanks, because the electricity's out. Civil war kicked off. Civil war kicked off. Whatever the case may be, when that ceases to exist, you're going to be hurting, man. Because now you're going back to, to Indian yeah. Right? You're going back to eating vegetables and, and hunting for your food and whatever. Yep. Happy to get a squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. You're eating raccoon. And most people will become scavengers. Now, I will say that my girls have said that they would rather die mm-hmm. than eat this food. Yeah. I can assure you when they're hungry, yep. they're not going to rather die. Well, when they're starving and you right. cu- and you cut up with that and you cut up that bluegill and you flay that bluegill for them that little panfish, dude, bluegill's good though. But they wouldn't eat bluegill right now, especially if you caught it out of the pond by the house, mm-hmm. right? But if they're starving and they eat it, they're gonna be like, "This is the best thing I've, I've ever, ever had my, my entire life. life." Like, like everything that's gonna try to absorb the nutrients in their mouth before it even makes it to the stomach because the body's gonna be starving. And that's the whole thing where you're going to have to learn to think as a different person. Yeah, for real. You're going to become primal. There's people right now when I said eat raccoon, they're like, oh my God, I would never. Let me tell you something. You would. Yeah. You kill a raccoon, that greasy ass meat, Mm -hmm. you're going to eat the shit out of that to stay alive. And then you're going to find out how these natives took everything, the marrow, the bone, the brain, everything. They're not leaving anything out. The tongue. Ugh. You're doing it all, but you're a whole lot better off. The 72 hour kit I got was from ready hour, right? Four Patriots. Okay. If you order stuff from four Patriots and as of now, four Patriots has not come forward and said, Hey, look, man, we're sponsoring your show. I just trust four Patriots. I've ordered from four Patriots for a long time. It's number four Patriots.com. Um, And And their prices have gone up. Their prices have gone up, but you know what? There's other companies out there that charge more for less, uh, less customer service. I've never had a problem for Patriots. I'll throw them a bone, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing good work out there. Hopefully the whole point of this is that you don't have to eat raccoon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I started with these two, two 72 hour kits. And then on paydays, when I had a little extra money, I'd buy another one and another one and another one. And then maybe I had a little extra money and I'd buy a week Instead of 72 hour, I'd buy a seven day kit. I'd buy a month kit here, a month kit there, a seven day kit there. Mm -hmm. And I would just keep adding it up until my family. Now we have months worth of food, months worth of food where we don't have to leave the house where you can go and kill your fucking friends over at Walmart to get a pack of uh, of Oreos. We're going to be sitting here. We're going to be eating grandma's stew, right? We're going to be eating oatmeal. We're going to be eating, you know, whatever. Right. But it's more than food because you can live for, what is it? Three weeks without food. Yep. But only three days without water. Right. You need water. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can say, well, we got a case of water. All right. You understand. What is it per person? A gallon a day? 
I mean, yeah, but no one does that. But I think that's what it is. I know, but you drink more bourbon in a day than you do water. Not anymore. <laughs> I've slowed down a lot. Um, but no, for real, I mean, you need water. Yes. Yeah, to live. For your cells to be firing. Right. That was one of the reasons, not when I got it, but that I kept it, mm-hmm. was that I had a pool, right? I have a pool right now with 10,000 gallons of water in it. Now, you can't drink water straight out of the pool, right? Got algae, got shit in there. If you live next to a creek, can't drink right out of the creek, you're going to get sick. If you live on Lake Erie, you can't drink right out of the lake, you're going to get sick. You could boil it, but what if you have no power? How are you going to boil it? Oh, well, I'll start a fire. I'll boil it. Nah. Absolutely the most inefficient way to boil water. You will burn through so much fucking wood, you will not have enough wood to heat your house. So how are you going to do it? Well, I can tell you how to do it. Life straw. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You can buy a life straw. You can drink straight out of a puddle in the middle of the road and it's drinkable water. One of them puddles that's discolored like orange. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Asphalt puddle. But you get enough life straws. You get two, three, four per person in your family. You got enough water, yeah. right? You can boil water. Sure. You can boil it. But you're going to have to have a way to boil that water. You have to way to cleanse that water. It's not going to be, it's not going to be just with wood. No, I got, um, I got a rain barrel at the house. So Four Patriots has a thing called a sun kettle solar cooker. All right. And if you see it, what you do is you fill this thermos thing up with water. You open these, you open the two wings out. And what the wings do is grab the sun. Okay. Focuses the sun on the water, mm-hmm. boils the water in the thermos. All right. Now, it's not boiling enough to take a bath. You don't need to boil water to take a bath. It's boiling enough that if you wanted to make tea, you wanted to use it to sanitize something, you wanted to use it to clean up, you've got it. Right. Those are the things you need to think of. I guess you could clean up in a creek. Right. But anytime you're going to put water inside your body, it, it has to be sanitized. Yeah. It's got to be clean water. If it's not clean water, you are going to die. Well, let's go back to the rain barrel, right? The rain barrel I have at the house can catch water out of the gutters, fill up 55 gallons. Yeah. Pretty sure it's drinkable. I mean, I guess under, depending on what circumstances you're in. Here's here, here's the thing with that, Nuclear though. fallout. Here's the thing with drinkable. that, though. What is your roof made of? Shingles. Asphalt. Mm-hmm. Not good, right? So, you're right. Could you drink it? Maybe. Yeah. Ideally, tin roof, water hits tin roof, goes down. Now, you still got things to worry about, mm-hmm. right? What do you have to worry about on tin roof? Whatever it's painted with, first of all. No. No? What is it? The biggest thing. Come on, Dan. Tell me what it is. Bird waste, right? Oh. You get bird shit on the roof, that's going into your water. It's still waste. You still get sick, right? So, you still got to worry about that stuff. Now, if I had my choice between asphalt or tin, I'm taking tin roof all day. Okay. My retirement home going to be a tin roof. I'm going to have rain barrels. I'm going to be collecting that water. Yep. Um, Feeding your garden with it first. Well, feed my garden with it first, but I'm also going to have 55 gallon uh, barrels full of water if I need it. Right. Okay. You cannot overstate the importance of clean water. You can't. I mean, without water, you're dead soon, man. You got dead or you got dead. You got dirty water. You're dead painfully soon. That last day is tough. Shitting yourself. It's a mess. But these are all things that should be in 
your bug out bag. Well. Okay, now the bug out bag, when you know the guys that have the bug out bags, you know they're they're serious. You know that they have a bunch of stuff that they need. So I called my boy SB and I asked him, I said, hey man, let's talk about the bug out bag a little bit. I was thinking about bringing the bug out bag here and kind of doing an inventory of it, but that's kind of personal. And I got mine. I didn't bring it. Right. And, but I, now but my I just talked to him. My difference in, in the bug out bag is mine is a get home bag. It's not a bug out bag. Okay. Mine is one I take on vacation mm-hmm. that if something were to happen, it's all going to help me get home to my kids. Right. I'll talk about some of the stuff I got. Mm-hmm. Right. So some of the stuff I have in mind is first off on the outside of it, I have a full on Tomahawk Gerber sharp as shit, sharp as shit, sharp as shit. Now I, I'm not scalping motherfucker. It's self-defense, but it well, can also maybe. chop wood. It could also chop wood. If I'm driving, if my car is still working, I have a tree across the road and I got to get through there. I've got something that can do that. All right. I've got to change of clothes. I've got tactical clothes in there. I've got BDUs. I've got stuff with cargo pockets. I've got a change of clothes that I can get into Mm -hmm. if I need to put work in. I've got nine millimeter rounds that are duct taped closed. Right. And the reason I have them duct taped closed is you ever shake a box of nine millimeter rounds? And it makes that, that. Yeah. Right. I have them duct taped tight around them. So they're not making noise while I'm walking. I've got water purifier. And we were talking about that. I've got a life straw, but I've also got chlorine tablets, Hmm. right? I have liquid chlorine. Okay. Because just a drop or two of liquid chlorine will sanitize unbelievable gallons of water. You'll mm-hmm. have to get online, look it up. If you have a gallon of Clorox, mm-hmm. you can sanitize a lot of water with that. Just have a gallon. Just have it sitting down there in the basement. Don't touch it. It's not for laundry. That's for if shit goes bad. If we got to take water out of the toilet, we can sanitize it here and we can drink it. It has two 72-hour kits for me. Um, usually I carry a little more because if I'm, you know, if I go with one of the girls or I go with somebody, I have enough for both of us. So it has food for both of us. It has utensils. It has, uh, condensed cooking equipment. Um, so that if I have to start a fire, I can start a fire and I can cook over it, but it's all stuff that can help me get home. It has a GPS in it that I don't use. I have coordinates for my house stored in it. That's it. Nothing else. So if I have to, I can start it up. Now, EMP, probably worth shit. But if I had to get home, I could at least turn this on and get home. But at my house, what do we have? I have things that you wouldn't think about. I have food. Yep. But I have alcohol, right? Because if you drink and you want to drink, you're going to want to drink, right? If you're an alcoholic, big deal. Because the only drug that can kill you from withdrawal is alcohol. Hmm. Let's say you don't drink. Shit really hits the fan. What's money? Yeah, it's currency. Alcohol's currency, man. Mm-hmm. 22 rounds, which I have a lot currency. So I have alcohol. You have kids. Are kids going to be happy eating just bullshit food all day? No. They're going to want what? Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> I have bags of Smarties. Mm-hmm. Chocolate goes bad eventually. I have Smarties. Hard candy, 
just sugar, bags of Smarties, dessert, right? Listen, I know it's not ice cream. I know it's not what you're used to. Here it is. It'll pick you up. It's sugar. Here you go. I've got coffee. I have a French press. If you don't know how to use a French press, you should learn how to use a French press. And I've used that French press before when the power's out. When my Keurig's not working and the power's out for 12 hours, I had coffee mm. because I know how to use a French press. And I would make coffee with my French press. Okay. I have a thing that looks like a toilet plunger that is not. It is made to go into a five-gallon bucket and it is made to agitate dirty clothes. Hmm. I can wash my clothes in a five-gallon bucket because that's another thing you don't think about, right? Power's out for two weeks. You're going to be a stinky motherfucker, man. Got to wash your clothes. Yep. So I have a thing that I bought, and I'm not sure. I think I got it from Four Patriots. It's on a broomstick with a little plastic head, and it's made to wash clothes in a five-gallon bucket. I could take pool water. I could take creek water. I could take whatever. Throw a little bit of detergent. Boom, boom, boom. Dry it up. I have clean clothes. I have a radio system, just a like a walkie-talkie um, that works two miles that I can give to the family, to a friend, to whoever that I can communicate with, right? Power's not working. Cell phones are down. Yep. I can at least communicate. So I have that. I have an unbelievable amount of paracord. I thought you were going to say toilet paper from when COVID happened. Uh, well, you can always clean up with water. I have a little bit of toilet paper, but I have paracord and duct tape. The amount of stuff you can do with paracord and duct tape is unbelievable. Yes, but when you have to go, when it gets so bad that you have to leave, how much of that shit are you taking? As much as you can? All of it? I mean, I was joking around when I was saying you're going to toss everything that you got into your Sanford and Son truck where everything's hanging out the back. So the the family, the immediate family, and the close friends know where our meetup spot is. Everyone knows where to go. I don't even know where the meetup spot is. When the shit hits the fan. Are you going to tell me? Well, it changes, but... I got lots of guns and ammo. I can I can provide security. <laughs> But then when we decide when we have to go from there, okay, now we're talking heavy. Now we're talking it's not safe to be here anymore. You got to go down to where. And I'll use like um, I'll use a, a like a Southern Ohio destination, right? Let's go to Amish country. You, you can't imagine that you're going to take State Route 77 down to Amish country because. You're going to hit roadblocks. You're going to have to drive through downtown Akron. Now that is where you need guns and ammo. Right. In a situation like that. That's when you need to know how to get there. Not using the highway. Yeah. You're going through like back roads. If we're referring to Ridgeville, you're going through like Chestnut Ridge. Right. You're going through two lane roads. Yeah. But even then you're not safe. Right. Even then you could be taking fire. Got to be ready. Now we've moved on from just a one week outage, two week outage, three week outage to look. And we live outside of Cleveland. Shit's getting bad. We got to go. Right. Go they're deeper coming. into the state. They're burning. They're burning houses. Yeah. Because no matter how well you prepare, no matter how many bullets you have, it takes one Molotov cocktail on your roof before all your shit is gone. You can't get it out of the house fast enough. And when 300 people show up at your house and there's 80 of you, 
are really, really well trained, what are you going to do? You can only pull the trigger so fast. Mm-hmm. You got 80 people trying to get into your house. You can only pull the trigger so fast, right? There's going to come a point where you might have to go. And let's say it's civil war. Let's say it's the next American revolution. Let's say it's just a fucking EMP. And now folks from Cleveland say, you know what? We're going to North Ridgeville. We're going to North Olmstead. We're going to Westlake and we're taking their shit. Well, you can talk about how tough you are all you want, buddy. You ain't tough. You ain't tough when there's 80 people trying to get in your house. I can tell you that right now. You might get a couple of them. You ain't getting all of them. Mm-mm. And there's going to come a point where you might have to leave. And I think that's what you're talking about now. So now we got to leave. So let's make the hard choice, right? Yep. Let's say your, your niece comes up because she knows where the location is for the meetup when it gets too hot. And then she brings this person you never met before. It's like, hey, he's with me. Now you got a choice to make. No, I don't. At that point. That's, that, that's a tough I'll sit call. down with the guy. What do you bring to the table, bro? Right. What can you do for me? Right. Because if you can't do anything, you've got to go. Or you just whoop his ass, right? And then if he gives you a good fight, you're like, all right. <laughs> all right, you can stay. All right, listen. <laughs> Don't hit me in the nose but, again. But that, that's also a thing where a bunch of people that come that are like, listen, so what Dan's talking about is you got a compound, you got a bunch of friends who decide, look, if shit really gets bad, we're all meeting at this guy's house, right? You're bringing your mechanics, you're bringing your gardener, you're bringing your, your perimeter security, your ace in the hole. You're bringing your, yeah, you're bringing, you're bringing everybody that knows how to keep a community going. I don't believe we're going to get to that point. I don't. Well, let me live this. Let me live this right now. We're right, talking about right, it. Okay? Right, right. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. So we said, you know, you got to have paper maps. You got to have maps of the state. Well, and we, we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. You got to so have a if compass. It, if it comes down to it, let's just say that you say, look, if shit really goes bad, I got to get to my mom's house in Florida. Okay. I got to get to my mom's house in Florida. Every time I've driven to my mom's house in Florida, I've turned on my GPS. I put the, the address in there and GPS tells me turn left in 2.1 miles. Or, or you just turn her, put her on mute and look at it. And you're like, oh, my turn's coming up right here. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's say GPS is down. Mm -hmm. Power's out. Satellites are out. Whatever. How are you going to get down there? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get from North Ridgeville, Ohio to Pensacola, Florida? Fuck. I don't know. Head south. Right. You don't know enough landmarks. You ain't going to figure it out. Who knows where the fuck you're going to end up. Right. You have to have paper maps and you have to know how to read those paper maps. You have to have them in your bags. And you got to move right. You want to go past paper maps? I'll tell you what else you need. And this is something else I have is books on survival. I have books on medical care. I have books on hunting because I'm not a hunter. I have books on fishing. I have books on how to sanitize, how to survive, how to sanitize water. I have books on how to cure meat. Because when you can't access the internet, what do you got? Just right now, right now, as you're listening to this, imagine internet's gone right now. All your knowledge, everything, everything gone. Just think about about how fast we lost people's phone numbers when we got the phones that dialed them for us. Yeah. I, I don't know my dad's phone number. I got, I got seven to nine people in my life that have had the same phone number since Pretty much cell phones came out and I remember them. Everybody else. 
What's my phone number, nope. Dan? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, right. Five, six, seven. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> For real. So imagine right now the internet goes out. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're not going to do. You're not Googling tonight's recipe. You're not doing that. You're not going to Google how to get to Pensacola, Florida. Yep. You're not doing that. You can't even get directions to the nearest bookstore. Yeah. You're not doing that. Because you should. You know what else you're not doing? You're not cooking fucking chicken right now. And you're saying, ooh, what's the internal temp of chicken? Yeah, well, if you don't know, you don't know. If the internet's down, you don't know. So maybe now, maybe you're serving bad chicken to your kids. Maybe you're serving rubber chicken to your kids. I'd take rubber over bad. But yeah, you don't know. You have to have those books. You have to have those reference materials. Even if you don't read them, let them be covered in dust. But if shit goes bad, you have to be able to pull them out and say, all right, I know 165 degrees is the internal temperature of chicken. It's got to be at least that or we're going to get sick. I know that I know how to fish a jerk bait for bass because I read it in this book. I can't go to the internet and say, how do I catch bass? Fuck, I don't know. Right. Siri's going to be like, you've lost your connection to the internet. How do I make a hook out of a, out of a pop can tap? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, exactly. so you should know. I got a few friends. You got SB, who I guarantee you, if I put him on the show alone, he's going to win it. Because what he will do is he will start getting ready for winter when it's still summer. I have another buddy in Michigan named Daniel Boone. It's not his real name. Shut up. That's not his real name. But that's what everybody calls him. That'd be awesome. Because he is a real life Daniel Boone. You put him on a river and just like my boy. So you're telling me if I take this guy in a helicopter, I just drop him off. I'm like... Just mm-hmm. stop at some point on earth. And I'm like, yep. get out. You you come back. He'll have the shanty built. We'll go over his Facebook and you can see what he's been doing lately. It's hilarious. Just all of his uh, fishing on, on rivers and, and, and pulling trout and just doing all that. It's, it's good stuff. I'm going to follow this guy. Let me, let me look him up real quick and just show you like, he literally has this in his backyard. So he's got, what is that? A sawmill. Lumber mill. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. This guy that has a sawmill in his backyard is going to survive. Or or have the currency to survive, right? I guess where I'm at is most people don't have that, right? The shit you have to have to survive, the shit you have to prepare for is you've got to have three months at least at a very minimum. Get in the woods with that guy. Yeah, no, he's all right. Got the beard to go with it. You know what I'm saying? I want a beard. You have to have at least, man. I mean, for me, three months worth of food. That's it. Yeah. Three months, right? You might not need it. You might not need it at all, but you have to have three months worth of food. Something happens, you know you can feed your family for three months. At the end of those three months, now we worry about it. But really, if something's happened in longer than three months, fuck, man. It's bad news. So let's say we're going out to the woods. Let's say we're going deep in the woods. Let's say. See, I keep wanting to talk about what you got to do at your house. And mm-hmm. you're like, nah, mm-hmm. fuck that. We're living you, we're in, going back and forth. We're living in a cave. We're going back and forth, right? So we got, you got me, you, you got your clan. Got yeah. My buddies in their clan. Yeah. Everyone's got their part. We got a yeah. crew. We're rolling. Yeah. 
eight, nine, ten cars deep. Yeah. Mostly trucks, probably. Yeah. Mostly, you know, thick ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, 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 campers, yeah, yeah. We're doing all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Takes two and a half hours to get to the spot. Okay. That's when you're on the freeway doing 70. Okay. So now we're not going that route. Yeah. It's going to take a lot longer to get down there. Yeah. Then once you turn the corner and we get to the sawmill, yeah. what if the Amish are sitting there and they go, hey, but the road stops here, bud. I feel like I could murder 60 Amish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like if the Amish are in front of me, I'm like, just wait in the car. I'll take care of this. I'm like, we're going through. And Yoder's like, ah, you're not. You're not going through. I'm the like. Road stops here. This is our land. Back behind us, this is our land. Yeah. You guys were just hanging out for a little while, and we let you stay here. Do the Amish have shotguns? What do they have? I mean, you got to imagine they got what we got. I don't think so. No? Uh, they're peaceful, loving people. Can we go down there and do a show? <laughs> with the Amish? With, with some Amish? I know the Amish don't like to be on camera. Well, okay. So this is the perfect podcast for them. Yeah. So far. <laughs> so... So now you're in a situation now, now you go now the smart thing to do is go, all right, guys, we don't have the high ground. So let's just act like we're backing up. Then you're going to go and you're going to come up with a a battle plan and take another route or this is where the maps come in. Or you just go, you got five minutes to clear out of our way. Amish guys. Five minutes, nothing. Look, it's, oh my God. All right. So I'm still in the, you're just staying in your house thing, (laughs) but let's just say this happens, Uh right? I think, God, you don't want to act too hastily, right? Because yeah. the Amish could be smart enough to have already flanked you. Now you decide you're going to be the big guy. And then all of a sudden, you, next thing you know, you're just in a cauldron of terror, right. right? They're just fucking lighting you up from 360, man, facing down, right? Nothing you can do. The other part of me says, look, it's the Amish. If they stop me, I'm jumping out of my car. I'm killing the first guy. I'm like, everybody else get out of my way. Chances are most of those Amish are like, all right, look, fucking, he just fucking off Yoder. I don't want any trouble. I'm getting out of the way, right? You don't even fuck around. You just get out. You don't talk to him. You don't nothing, right? You just get out. You're Yoder's gone. Everybody else out of the way. Maybe not. I don't think the Amish are heavily armed. I could be wrong. This could be a horrible tactical decision. (laughs) This, I could be wrong, right? I think that when I get to the roadblock, it's Amish. They have their beers and their hats on. They're holding a single gauge, yeah, twenty gauge, yeah, right, right, right. They got a breach break, and they're just like, "Look, man, you can't come through here." And I get out with my PC charger, and I'm just like, right in, in right in Yoder's chest. Mm-hmm. I would like to think everybody else just says, "All right, fuck, this is stupid. Let's just go back and hang our laundry." Yeah, let's let these guys. Do yeah, it. we know where they stay. <laughs> exactly. Like we'll get them later. I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is to that. Okay. Let's go back to the house and talk about like financial collapse. Because well, remember how we talked about at the beginning of the show? Look, your your if, dollar ain't shit no if more. If shit goes bad, your dollar ain't shit, right? You better have gold. You better have silver. And there's not even any guarantee that's going to be worth shit. What may be worth shit at that point are 22 rounds, alcohol, cigarettes, salt. Think salt, right? Every time I go to Walmart, I buy another 97 cent thing of salt. And I've got a lot of salt. Mm-hmm. I may not need it, but if I need it, let's just say I've got 30 bucks worth of salt, which is a fucking fuck ton of salt. Maybe I don't need it. Okay. I'll throw it away. But if you need it, you need it. You might need it to uh, cure meat. You might need it to look when you're cooking, right? You're going to want salt and pepper. 
People don't think about that shit. You're going to want to eat cardboard for the next fucking four months. You're going to want, you're going to want cinnamon. You're going to want salt and pepper. You're going to want spices. That's the shit you need to think about. All I'm telling you is you need to be able to be self-sustaining and think about everything you do. Now take electricity out of it. And how are you going to do that without electricity? Right? How are you going to cook food without electricity? You're going to cook it over a bonfire. It's a lot of wood, man. Sterno, a whole lot more efficient. Buy a whole lot of Sterno. Coleman makes a Sterno cooktop. Get a whole lot of Sterno. I've used it before in a power outage mm-hmm. to be able to make soup for the girls. You know, everybody laughs at me. Oh, you're getting all this shit until, until they have hot soup. Yeah. Nobody's laughing then, right? Sterno. Get a lot of Sterno. Have a couple uh, propane tanks laying around so that you can still grill. Mm-hmm. Think about everything you want to do, everything that makes your life good with electricity, and then take electricity out of it. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? It's easy to do if you prepare, but how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it right now this day if electricity goes out? How are you going to do it? I mean, how about you start, anyone listening, get you a ferro rod and try to start a fire without a bick. Dude, bitches don't know how to start fires anymore. I, you know, I had a, uh, I think it was Instagram post where I went into the woods just to start a fire. I went in there, just gathered whatever was around and to start a fire. And I did. And I said on the, on the post, I said, just seeing if I could do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I start it. I put it out. I know I can do it. If if it comes down to it, I know I can do it. I know I can start a fire. Right. I and I have fire starter. I have a lot of it. I have a lot of lighters. I have a lot of matches because I want the easiest way to start a fire. I don't want to be sitting there with one of those. What do you call it when you're fucking rubbing the fucking sticks together and shit? I don't friction want to, fire. Yeah, I don't want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. If I have a lighter and I have matches or I have whatever, I have fire starter. I have a lot of fire starter. I have a lot of shit soaked in Vaseline. Cotton balls. Take cotton balls, rub them in Vaseline, put them in a bag. Great fire starter. The Vaseline will start on fire. It'll burn for minutes. It'll start whatever you need to start. But if you think you're going to remember back to your Boy Scout days where you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make this bow and I'm going to drill. (laughs) It's not going to happen. You're going to sweat into it and ruin it. Exactly. You're going to have no (laughs) fire is what you're going to have. Your hands are going to be raw. Me with my Vaseline cotton balls. I'm going to have tons of fire. Sure. So let's, uh, let's romanticize a little bit about society collapse as far as we already, we already talked about the dollar. Okay. So once we have problems in society, once everything is not safe, me being at a power plant, I have a decision. Am I going to make power for these people or am I staying home to protect my family? Are you going out to protect and serve? Or do you have to stay home and protect your family? Stay home, protect my family. Well, let's let's look at let's look at Ukraine right now. No, I'm answering it. Well, okay. I will 100 go home to protect my family before I protect anybody else. Ukraine is a war zone. They're being overrun by Russians, but life's still going on. I've heard other people talk about being in war torn countries where you know two blocks down the road there's crazy fighting going on, and then you go three blocks down the road and there's people in a casino gambling going. It'll be over soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> so some people make it what it is. So if, if the dollar goes up in flames, then all of a sudden, if you can't get it, if you can't get your money out of the bank, you're not cutting them a check for the mortgage. If you can't get any money out of the bank, you're not sending them that car note. So all that goes away. So all your responsibilities for all these liabilities are no longer. Then what happens when they turn it back on? Is the dealership going to come back to me and go, uh, hey, Dan, the old Subaru's got a little bit of money left on it. And then what are you going to say, Jim? So you're talking about a year after the power went out, six months after the power went out, and you're like, hey, Subaru's knocking on your door. <laughs> going, you have our car. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? What are you going to say? I'm going to say, look, motherfuckers, I have killed people. Since the power went out, the you, need to, we spoke. you need to step off my porch. This is my car now, right? This, nope, nope. All, all bills are null and void now. We're starting over. Get the fuck away from my porch. Bring my fucking title. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, dude, turn around. Do you see that steak with that skull on it? That was your warning. Hit the road, Jack. You did not heed that warning. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack. You think you're taking my car? Come back with my title. <laughs> come back with the warrant, pig. <laughs> yeah, come back with my title, exactly. Or let's say you're doing fine at the house. You're surviving, no power, but you got food. Mm-hmm. Your fishing game's on point. Winter hasn't hit I catch yet. like four or five every time I go, but go ahead. That's right. Then. I'm going to show you the picture of the last one I caught. Then a giant truck pulls up and it's the U.S. government. They're here to help. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, we got a good spot for everyone to go. It's in Mansfield. This place is called the Reformatory. <laughs> We're just gathering up everybody over there to, you know, until we get everything all situated. You know, we got FEMA camps there. There's, it's it's like a party. You you coming? Actually, this one's kind of small. Oh, uh, that's good though. It's not bad. You could eat it. You could eat it's it. It's probably a two pounds, pound and a half. Probably two pounds. Anyway, go ahead. What are you telling the Gestapo when they pull up and tell you to get in? You and the fam, you don't need any of the stuff in there. It's fine. It'll be here when you get back. What are you, what are you going to tell them, guys? What am I going to tell those guys when they show up? Here's what I'm going to tell them. and be like, hey, look, bro, I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the offer. <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> you, we're, we're good. You're born out. You're welcome. <laughs> Rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> That's what I tell them. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, so, listen, I'll tell you right now. That is why you need enough. You need to be able to tell the federal government, look, we're fine. We'll take care of ourselves. Thank you. Just tell me when the heat's back on and who I'm, exactly. who I'm paying now. And, that, and we'll go from there. Tell me what dollar we're using. I mean, Bitcoin and blockchain are a joke. Remember, we always talk about this. You still don't know what's going on with it. If you don't have electricity and a computer to process all of the transactions that happen with Bitcoin, forget about it. There's not enough ledger paper in the world now to, to catalog everything. So once the on. computers go out, you're broke. Well, even when the computers go out and you have a fistful of money or a safe full of money, or you know, if you got if you got 30 grand, what's it what's it to you? You know, the fact is nobody knows what the currency is gonna be, right? It could be silver. It could be 22 rounds. It could be coffee. The currency is going to be what it was on the Silk Road. 
Maybe, right? maybe it's going to be it's whatever, what you have to offer. It's going to be whatever is important to whoever wants it. What you have right? to offer. It could be 22 rounds. It could be coffee. It could be bourbon. It right. could be, it, who knows, man, it could be Nike shoes. Uh, who knows what it's going to be, but I'll tell you what it's not going to be is that fucking paper money with dead presidents on it. Nobody gives a fuck about that at that point. Mm-hmm. It's not worth anything. Oh, I feel, dude, I feel like there's so much more to talk about. We're, uh, we need, are you going to say a part two? No, but you know what? We need people to probably chime in here. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. Not necessarily a part two, but how about if we go live this week? Well, a few days after the, the episode comes out, you're saying. Yeah. How about if we go live this week? We go live this week and anybody has questions, anybody wants to talk about this can come live with us ask their questions. Maybe we'll have a guest. I don't know. We'll see what we can do. Yep. And we could talk about it. How about that? Okay. Because it's all over the place kind of, right? Because you believe in the long game, the zombie apocalypse, the long game. And I believe more in the short game. I believe more in the temporary disruption. Nobody's coming to help you. Okay. But temporary, it's coming back on eventually. But the whole point is to avoid you having to put yourself in a dangerous situation to go get your family food, right? You have it here at the house. You can just settle in. You can be like, look, man, power's out, whatever. We're not leaving. Jerry bar the doors. We're not leaving. Well, because in the course of history, you've seen empires fall. Yeah. And, 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 And I was using the former USSR. They got bankrupted in the Cold War or whatever, mismanagement, call it what you will. And they turned into the the country that they are now. Everyone's back. Everyone who lived there is still living there. You know, the Romans, the Roman Empire fell, but there's still Rome. Italy was a, was a, turned into a great town after that for a little while. You know, so we're always going to rebound, especially as, as, as well, generations might rebound. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, we went through the Great Depression. The Great Depression didn't turn into the freaking. And I guess West. that's what I'm saying, right? The long game. It just hasn't panned out before. It's always short and you got to be ready for the short, man. You got to prepare enough for your family. You can't rely on Walmart to give you your food because Walmart, where are the trucks? Trucks are what? Three days out. As soon as trucks aren't running for three days, grocery stores are empty. Right. And if you only are going to rely on what's in your pantry, you know what? Everybody who's listening to this right now, let's act like the power goes out right now fucking now go to your pantry take a look look in your refrigerator look in your freezer what do you have to keep your family alive for a month for two months what do you have because i bet most of you don't have a lot i just split a 40 pound box of chicken wings with my neighbor Okay, so you got 20 pounds of chicken wings. Full chicken wings. You know, oh, no, the drum, oh, full. The drum, full. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the drum is connected to the flat and has the little funky wing on it. Okay. We got nine dozen per. Okay, so you, you can eat for a little while. Yeah. Dude, chicken wings in my Don't house, Don't be looking dude. all excited, bro. Chicken wings at the end of the world party. <laughs> Chicken wings at the end of the world party. You got some walleye. I got some moose. Don't talk about walleye. Mm. Did you see that? Shit I did. Going on? No, talk about it. Well, it's unbelievable. It is great. It's unbelievable. It's on fire too. Dude, that guy is like, we got wings and fish. 
you motherfucker. Yeah, everybody's like, fuck you, fuck. I thought those guys were going to get killed. They so if you don't know what we're talking about, so the Lake Erie Walleye Tour, it's called Loot. Um, mm-hmm. These guys, these Jake, guys are in Jake the- Runyon and... Ooh, what's the other guy's name? Shit. Uh, I talked earlier. So um, too. I fucking forget. Oh, no. You know what? I'm going to wait. I want you to get okay. that guy's name yeah. because these guys need to be called out. So it's a fishing tournament and it's a continual thing, right? They got the, the Lake Erie Fall Brawl. They've got what Chase Kaminsky. Chase Kaminsky, Jake Runyon. These guys won the Lake Erie Fall Brawl. They won the Fall Brawl. Right. They they, they were in the Cabela's one. They're fishermen, right? Yeah. They're, they're winning all they're this anglers. shit. And everybody's like, God, I wish I was those guys. They know how to get on the fatty walleye. These guys are at the Lake Erie Walleye Tour, and they the announcer, the guy who's calling the shit is like, man, you got to be 16 some pounds. And they get up there and they put their fish up there. And he's like 33 point, whatever, two, five pounds. Yeah. With four, I think they have four four fish, right? He's like, ah, congratulations. You guys are in the lead. Everybody in the crowd. He's like, let's give it up for him. And it's like, (laughs) no, yeah, nobody's clapping. But you hear people on the video, they're like, man, these motherfuckers, fuck these guys. They were you like, know, something's fishy. Yeah, something's not right, man. Everybody is fishy, I get it. <laughs> Everybody's like, man, the closest guy was like 22 pounds, and these guys are 33 pounds. This is fucked up. So the video just goes on and on. It's just guys it's talking amongst themselves. Video. Right, and just talking amongst themselves. Finally, the tournament director is like, hey, look, we got to see these fish, bro. Something's not right here. They take these fish. They start cutting them open. And there's big money, right? You can win boats. $130,000 boat they've won. Yeah. From the fall brawl. Now, they failed a polygraph on the other one through Cabela's last year. And they don't they don't say what part of it that, you know, they're like, did you follow all the rules? Did you catch the fish? Where you said you caught the fish. Did you tamper with the fish? Like, they have to ask them a series of questions with this polygraph. Yeah. They failed one past the other. So, but they entered the same fish in the same tourneys. Okay. Like you said, they had him on the ground. The guy takes his knife out, cuts, cuts the gut. him open, and then he fucking finds it. He one finds like a one pound shot. weight. Yeah. Finds lead a one weight. pound weight and he picks it up and he stands up and he yells, we got weights in the fish. And the whole crowd is like, you motherfuckers, we fucking knew it. Fuck you. Fuck you. I thought they were going to kill them. Mm-hmm. And they go through and they keep cutting these fish open. They find, what is it, 12 pounds or eight pounds? An extra two pounds of weights per fish. But they were also shoving fillets of other fish. There. Of walleye, just right. cut up walleye, probably the ones that didn't make the weight. They cut them up and they stuffed them in there. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, JT, shout out JT. He thinks that they shoved it down in there to stop that from coming back up. So it was oh, almost like a, like a baffle. Like a stop game. Yeah, like a stop. Yeah. So, yeah, they end up finding like eight pounds of weights in these fish. And these fishermen, and rightfully so, right? They've, I mean, been, they've been stealing money from them for years. Oh, they were so mad. I'm, I'm surprised these guys haven't been killed yet. But they're good anglers, so listen, end of the world, if I need some <laughs> anglers on my squad... <laughs> I mean, fact is, they still caught fish. Cheater or not, so. they, they, they know how to land them, so so those dudes are on my side. <laughs> you know, I'll make fun of them all the time and, and talk shit. Dude, that's unbelievable. They still have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> a free boat. They won. So anyway... The moral of this story for today is 
If you fail to prepare, then you prepare to fail. Yeah, for real. And I'm not prepared enough. You've prepared a lot. You're not prepared enough. Nobody's prepared enough, right? These When you buy these 72-hour kits, when you buy a month kit, when you buy whatever, it's good for 25 years. If you never use it, okay. 25 years from now, does it matter what you spent on this food 25 years before? No. If you don't, it's insurance. That's all it is. Just like you have insurance on your car. It's insurance. If you need it, you got it. But if you don't need it, okay. So what? You know what? I eat this stuff. I've had the mac and cheese. I've had the chicken a la king. It's good. I'll eat it. There are some times when I'm hungry and I'll crack open one of my things in my kit and I'll just eat it. Can we, can we cut open an MRE that I have at the house for that live? Or do you not want to go? Do you not want, do you want to shit correctly for the next No, I'll eat it. Man, I used to eat MREs. I'll eat it. Shit. I'll be interested to see what kind of life that is, dude. Oh, dude. I'll eat it. Let's crack it open. We'll go live with it. You know what? When we go live with this, we can eat one. All right. I don't care. You bring your MRE. I'll bring one of my 72-hour kits, and we'll try it all. And you know what? We don't need a hot plate in here. Isn't that the whole point? We don't need to use electricity to make this stuff. I'll bring my sterno. We'll make it like the power's out, bro. We're going to turn the light off. (laughs) Boom. Lights are off. Fuck, man. We got no lights in here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm all about that but the, but the whole point is that you've got to be prepared for the short term at least for the short term you got to buy yourself two weeks for real i mean you got to give yourself a chance think about your kids starving think about your kids are so hungry and now you got to go to walmart and you got to find that guy who was fucking shitting on me for buying these these heaters right now you're buying the last box of mac and cheese and he's like hey my kids are hungry too what are you going to do? Except this time, it's not It's not just a, a, a banter back and forth. This time, he's hostile. And what are you going to do? Are you going to kill a guy over mac and cheese? I mean, come on. Just have the shit in your house, man, so you don't even have to go out. You, like I said, you jerry bar the door, man. Nobody in, nobody out. We're eating here. I think people that aren't preparing are foolish. You know, it's not, preppers are always crazy, right? Until they're not. Nobody's telling you you got to get a bunker. Nobody's telling you you got to you got to have a year's worth of food. And I have a book, and we'll talk about that in another episode. I have a book for the Church of Latter Day Saints, and they require their church members to have a year's worth of provisions. And this book outlines how you do that, and it's crazy. I can't imagine that I would have to have a year's worth of provisions. And truly, if I'm at a point where I need a year's worth of provisions. It's a lot of work and I'm not willing to do it. I'll be honest, man. I mean, I'm good for two months, three months, four months, five months, but I'm not doing a year. I don't have the storage for a year. You're not digging a hole in the backyard and stuffing it with hay and ice during the winter. No, 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 no. I don't believe, I don't believe that the end of the world, I don't believe the apocalypse is truly coming. And if your only preparation for the apocalypse is guns and ammo, you are woefully unprepared. So if we get a thing that like the asteroids come in and we got like 24 hours because it's coming fast and all of a sudden these people are like, hey, it's it's going to hit the other side of the earth. So it's going to take a little while for us to die. Are you going to eat your MREs just because you're like, well, I'm not going to waste this money. Yeah. (laughs) Start pounding them down. Well, you know what? You know what? Let's just say it's a long term event. Right. But what the food storage you have then does is allow you 
to figure out how you're going to get more food. Yeah. You're not under the gun. Yes. Your kids aren't starving to death. You're not making poor decisions. No. Your kids are eating and you're thinking, all right, you know what? I'm going to the neighbor's house, man. I'm going to go steal their food or I'm going to go, you know, whatever. I got to sit, can, I got to sit in the woods until I come back with something. Yeah. But the kids are eating. It, it buys you time. So okay. even if it turns out to be at some fucking apocalyptic event, you've bought yourself time with your kids. I can't wait to walk to all the railroad ponds. I don't get to fish too much. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm going to be there. And when you show up, I'm going to be like. In the 90s, I was fishing a railroad pond with John Workman. John Workman? Holy shit, dude. Is he still alive? I don't know. God damn. Fuck. That's a name I haven't heard for a while. I was 12 years old fishing a railroad pond, and the cops started rolling through. You can hear him. Where were you? Uh, Right off of Chestnut. Might have been me. I used to roll through those railroad ponds all the time. And he was like, duck, it's the cops. And we ducked down and I'm like, oh my God, this is like the first heat ever. Can he see, can they see me? I don't know. We're ducked down pretty good. Cops left and we got our fishing stuff and you know, those ponds hit, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, they those do because nobody fishes Barely them. fished, yeah. Doesn't matter what you put in it. No. Nope. Put a leaf on your hook, throw it in there. The, the yeah, bass they- are like, oh fuck, I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. It's good shit. And you know what? That's my strong point. Fishing's my strong point. I mean, every time I go out, I catch five or six. I mean, I could I could catch enough to survive for a little while. But again, the problem is going to be everybody's going to be out there doing it. So you're going to have to either kill people that are fishing your pond, or you have to come up with some uh, some other avenue. We could you know? we could have done three episodes on this, dude. Well, I, listen, this is all over the place. We'll we'll have to hone this in. Yeah, we'll talk to people. We'll go live. We'll see mm-hmm. what people want to talk about. We'll try to bring some experts on here that know prepping. This is what you got to do. Um, I wish that guy would get back to me because he knows all about permaculture. He knows all about, you know, I mean, really creating your own food. Uh, Jack Spierko, he's, he's amazing. I would love for him to come on here. Uh, Maybe I'll reach out to him again. No, I will. I'll reach out to him tomorrow. So uh, Daniel, anything else? I mean, just like I said before, man, failure to prepare is preparing to fail correct and we have a ready hour 72 hour kit that we're going to give away we're going to give it away on our live so if you want to be part of this you're going to have to come to our live and we're going to have a way that you have to win it and you better be a fan of the show that's all i'm going to say don't think you're coming to our show after listening to one episode and uh, listen whatever whatever we ask of you it might be from episode 28 it could be from episode 32. It may be a few different answers from a few different episodes. Could be. You have to be a fan of the show. And if you can answer these questions, if you're the first one to answer these questions right, I'll send you a 72-hour kit. And it'll keep you alive for three days. So uh, before we go, Dan, uh, old granddad, Josh McTarian, uh, badge number 45, Twinsburg PD. Josh was executed by a scumbag. Uh, for a loud music complaint, possibly a TUI, but nothing more than that. Um, we've had Holly McTarian on here. Go back, listen to her episode. Uh, keep Josh's memory alive with y'all. Uh, here's to Josh. As always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. 